Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Jesus, why don't you put your hands together properly for the Lord? Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding that will behold wondrous things from your word. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. It's good to see you all again. Wow, what a blessing it is to be in the presence of God. Um, I believe that God has something very wonderful for us this morning. And I know that with open faces, we will all behold the glory of God and will be changed from glory to glory to glory to glory and to glory. Amen. Today, I'm preaching again from my little book here. I'll introduce it to you in a while, but I believe that I'm bringing my series on seven great principles to an end today. Uh, <laughs> I've been preaching it for the past eight weeks. I've had a two weeks break in between. So for the past 10 weeks, we've been talking about this subject, seven great principles, and I'm preaching from my little book, here called Seven Great Principles. Sean Dag. The book is not called Sean Dag, okay? Just, it's written by Daggy Wood Mills, but you know, sometimes it comes up. But this book is heavily laden with principles. Heavy laden means it's full or it's filled, full or filled with principles to govern our Christian lives. I've talked about principles of salvation. I've talked about seven of them, seven different principles of salvation. I've talked about seven different principles of a great change. I've talked about seven different principles of a peculiar life. I've talked about seven great principles of a supernatural life. I've talked about seven great principles of a spiritual life. I've talked about seven great principles of fruitfulness. And today I'm talking about seven great principles of establishment. I see you being established. I said I see you being established. Wonderful. So turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm reading verse number 10. This will be our foundational scripture for this teaching. And I'm teaching for the next 55 minutes. So I want you with rapt attention to listen to what I'm saying and hear. Not only listen, but not only hear, but also listen. Amen. Which the Bible puts in King James English. 
if thou shalt hearken diligently, then these blessings will follow you and will overtake you. I see blessings following you and overtaking you as you hearken diligently or as you listen intelligently to what I'm saying. The Bible says that, but the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, settle you. Amen. So here, Paul tells us that God, after we've gone through, after we've tried for some time, after we've suffered for some time, after we've pressed for some time, after we've persevered over a period of time, what he will do is he will make us perfect. To make, to make the word perfect is an old word for complete. So God is trying to make you complete. I said God is to make you complete. Some of you just need a job and things will be okay. God is bringing it into your life. Amen. He's trying to make it complete. Some of you just need a beloved. A nice guy will look at you with a smile and say, hello, baby. I miss you, baby. And your life will be complete. May God do it in your life. Some of you need healing to be complete. May God do it in your life. Amen. So it says, he will make you perfect. He will make you complete. He will establish you. Establish is, is, we had, when we were young, we had a machine, I'm sure it's still around, called a stabilizer. What it does was you connect your heavy-duty electrical equipment to the stabilizer, then you connect the stabilizer to ESCOM. What it does is that when there's a power outage, it does, and then the thing goes off, and suddenly the power comes back. The force of the power from ESCOM doesn't run through your machine and destroy it. So the stabilizer was to break the flow of the power so that just enough goes into your machine. God is trying to make your Christian life such that when there's a shock, you are still stable. You are still okay. You don't fall away. Hallelujah. Some of you just menstrual period can take you out of the church. Although you are a man. Some of you, when you are broke, you don't come to church. But God is putting a stabilizer into your life to make you established and stable. Hallelujah. So the word establish is an old word for establish. Strengthen you. God is releasing strength by today's preaching. And then settle you. Hallelujah. To be established. So I'm preaching on serving great principles on establishment or of establishment. And I said... Establishment means to make something stable. But there to be stability in your life. Stability in your Christian life. Establishment means to become permanent. When I say somebody's establishing something, it means he's permanent in the thing. Nothing can remove the person. This is a permanent establishment. You can't easily remove it from here. May this building be an example of your Christian life. It also means that you are settled in your position. You are not hustling to stay in your position. Some of you have jobs that you are hustling to stay in. But may God settle you there. I said, if it's a good position, may God settle you there. Number four, it means you are accepted and recognized. Accepted. We said somebody's establishing something he's doing. The person is accepted and recognized. And number five, it means to gain control over something. 
Somebody say amen. amen. God establishes people. He wants them to be permanent, stable, and settled. And that's exactly what God wants to do in your life in Christ. Amen. So as you are here this morning, God is trying to make you permanent, stable, and settled in your Christian life in everything you are doing. Now, in the Bible, we see examples of people who were established. One of them is Samuel the prophet. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 19 to 21, the Bible says that, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. Mind you, Samuel was a prophet. A prophet, for a prophet, you say things and they come to pass. So one of the ways of God establishing Samuel as a prophet was that he ensured that none of his words fell to the ground. Next verse, 20. It says, and all Israel from Dan, even to Bathsheba, which is from Cape to Cairo, what we usually see on TV, they say, from Cape to Cairo, it says, from one end, one end of Israel is Dan, and the other end is Bathsheba, knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. Hallelujah. So God established Samuel. Let's look at David. David, Second Samuel. Chapter number 5, verse number 11 and 12 says, And and Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers unto David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David an house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How did David know? To perceive means David knew. How did David know that he was now king? He knew by the things that were being done. The verse before, verse number 11. It says, this guy, this Hiram guy. Please go back in Jesus' name. This Hiram guy. And Hiram, this guy was a king of a place called Ty. He sent messengers to David. Not only messengers. You know, sometimes people send people to you. They are messengers. They are coming to look for money from you. No, but this guy, he sent cedar trees, carpenters, masons. He sent builders and the material for the building. And these people, when they came, what they did was that they built a house for David. May God send somebody to build a house for you. May God send somebody to help you. He sent these people, when they came, when David saw them building the house and the house was working... And it was coming and they were now roofing the house. Somebody almost fell, but they caught him and put him back. When he saw the house, he said, wow. The Bible says, and David perceived, he knew that God had established him to be king of Israel. So God establishes people. God, when God is doing things, even God putting you in this church, it's a sign that he's establishing you to be a Christian. Now, establishment is governed by seven different principles, which I want to share with you with the speed of light. Somebody say with the speed of light. Now, I need you to come alive a little, or else you will come at 8 o'clock in the morning, because you, you, you look very dull. Shake your neighbor and say, you look very dull. You are the reason why the pastor is saying what he's saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, if you don't come alive next Sunday, I'll Mm, that's how it is. 
Because you look very dull and very, uh, oh, there's not enough light. Say amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. May God send you a Hiram to build for you, to help you, so that you will know that God has established you. Amen. One day I was in my, I was, I was, I was, I was having a, I had a dream one day, and in the dream I was in my office. As I was in the office, there were two pictures, frame pictures. Well, if you come to my office, come to my office sometime, okay? It's a tourist attraction. Now, <laughs> yeah, come, come, come sometime. Do you get it? So I have pictures hanging on the wall. So I had two pictures hanging on, and somebody was cleaning the office. I remember the person so clearly, like it was yesterday. Now, as the person was cleaning, I think she mistakenly hit something. Then one of the frames fell down. I mean, I was sitting, the frame was behind me, so it fell down and it crashed, and it shattered into pieces. It just crashed, boom, like that. And I got up from my chair, angry. So when I turned around, I saw my picture was still on the wall. At that moment, I knew that God has established me as the pastor of this church. Yeah. This was about three, three to four years ago. Now, this dream was about three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, if I'm not exaggerating. I knew. I got up, I was angry. When I turned around, I saw the picture there. I knew that the Lord had established me as the pastor of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Say another amen. amen. It doesn't matter what you think. I perceived. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's, we are not having an election. <laughs> yeah. May God also do things for you to know that he has established you. Some of you are in things that God has established, but you can't see it. So you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are finicky. Is that a good word? Yeah, you are panicking. You fidget. Finicky is a word, please. Please, 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 please. Come along, come along. You are too slow. He will last last. I was the last man sitting on the wall. Yeah. He will last last. He will last last. Did not get the joke early. <laughs> That's why it took you a long time to laugh. Huh? Yeah, it took you some time. Do you get it? So, like some of you are fidgeting in your position, you are panicking in your position, you are finicky where you are. Everything you say, Am I okay? How much more relationship you are in? Anybody who this guy talks to, you become afraid. Hey, who? Ah, hey. No, 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 no. May God do things, do things, do things to make you extra. Now, establishment is governed by seven different principles, which I want to run through with you as fast as I can. Amen. Amen. Principle number one, after you are born again, you must become established in the faith. The first area you must be established in before your workplace and all these things, once you are born again, is in the faith. You must be established as a Christian. You can't be a Christian on Sundays, a Mutiist on Mondays, and a Rastafarian on Wednesdays. Or Fridays. Ja Rastafari, Selassie I. Then you are moving. No. You must be a Christian all the time. Established as a Christian. Acts chapter 16, I'm reading verse number 4. Through to verse number 5. The Bible says that. And as they went through the cities. They delivered them. 
the decrees, which is the teachings, for to keep. They delivered the decrees to them for them to keep. That were ordained of the apostles and the elders which were in Jerusalem. Next verse. And so were the churches established in the faith. The churches were established in the faith and increased in number daily. May this be the story of our church. That our church will be established and it will increase in number daily. Daily, that every day the church will be growing. New people will be joining the church and they will become established. The more people join, they become established all the way. Now, how did the churches become? What were the churches establishing? They were established in the faith. Not in something else. In the faith. I mean, you can be in the church and be established in other things. In business, in other things. But the main thing God wants you to be established in is in the faith, in your Christian life. To be a proper and a true Christian. God wants you to be established in it. When somebody, we say, when somebody is established in something, the person is permanent. Shocks, precious, wins, don't move the person. Life is full of ups and downs. That's what that's life. Job 40 verse 1, the Bible says, a man is of many days full of trouble. Lot of trouble. It's one trouble after another. You take painkillers more, then you continue with your life. That's life. Celavis, you say in French, that's life. Do you get it? Yeah. The Bible says, he that will marry will have problems in the flesh. It means as soon as you have a wedding, as soon as we play for you, here comes the bride, all dressed in white. Tam, 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 pam, 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 And I come here, people are clapping, and people are kikizai. Here comes the bride, here, and you are coming. Here comes the bride. Then you see the girl who almost crossed you on the side. Here comes the bra. As soon as you finish, say, I do, I do, I do, I do. And you step out. Trouble in the flesh. It's part of life. But when you are established in something, there's trouble, but it doesn't move you. You don't get, it doesn't move you means, not that you don't feel it. You You are not insulated from it, but it doesn't shake your foundation. Now, how do the people become established in the faith? Verse 4. It says that, and they went to the cities and delivered the decrees, which is the teachings of the apostles and the elders, which were in Jerusalem for them to do. So the apostles and the prophets, they were sitting in Jerusalem, but they had some teachings, some decrees, some sayings, some doctrines. Which they sent through the people. This is Timotheus, Paul, and Co. Sent it through them. Now, as they delivered it to the people and they got the people to do these things, the people became established. Became established. Became established. I have come with the decrees of the apostle. A decree, seven great principles of this apostle that God has sent to us. As we hear them and as we do them, we will become established. There are more of them here. More decrees. More teachings. More doctrines. To bring establishment into our lives. To bring. Now, I read another scripture. First Corinthians 4. I have so many scriptures. I read any of them. We can go. 
Let's even read 2 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2. He said to Timothy, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You must be strong. To be established in the faith means to be strong in your Christian life. To be strong in the grace that is around. Strong in it. When you are strong in something. That's why we said the faith definition we gave to um, establishment was to gain control over something. Gain control. Gain control. When you are strong in something, you gain control. I mean, we were watching the Euros, my children and I, we saw that Portugal had won nicely the first game. You would have thought that they were established until yesterday. Somebody cut them to sight. You see that they are, they are, they are not as strong as they look. We, when we saw a little of France, we said, hey, these guys, Paul Pogba, Ballon d'Or, yesterday, somebody brought them to, to, to their level. Do you know that historically they never beat Hungary? France never beats Hungary. Hungary always beats France. The best France gets is a draw. So history just repeated itself. <laughs> and I hear they were even down. They struggled to come and equalize or something like that. I, don't, I didn't watch them. But be strong. Be strong. Principle number two. Or oh, let me read this. Second Peter 1. 12 and 30 says, Wherefore, I would not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them. So when you hear something again, it's good for you. And be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir up, to stir you up in putting you in remembrance. So sometimes I think you have heard it before. When you hear it a second time, you become more established in it. It's like cooking. You learn how to make something you cook, but as you keep doing it again and again, you become better in it. Yeah, I cook without tasting what I'm cooking. I'm establishing it. I don't, I don't, I don't taste what I'm just cooking. I, just, I, don't, I don't even taste it. I just go on. But when I started to cook, I have to taste everything. I taste the salt, see if the salt is salty. I taste the chili to see if the chili is chili. But I, cook, I just, anytime, I, look, I can cook, stop, and go and do other things. The next day, I say I'm continuing. I just continue. When I look at the color of the food, I know where, the, where it is at. Yeah, establishment. So as you do it, you get better. So when we repeat certain things to you, some of you start to complain when you are correct about the same thing more than once. If you had gotten it right, we will see the fruit by now. Uh, but you're talking about it last week. Why are you talking about it? I'm talking about it till we become established. I need you not to put you in remembrance of the present truth that you may be established. Hallelujah. Amen. Principle number two. After you are born again, you will become established by telling the truth and being honest. So the first one is that you must be established in the faith. The second one is that you become established by telling the truth and become or being honest. Amen. Proverbs 12, 19. The Bible says that the lip of truth shall, shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. The lip of truth. Somebody who speaks the truth will be established forever. Now, somebody who tells lies 
It's just for a moment. Now, when you tell lies, you look like you're getting away with something smart. You look like, oh, you pulled a quick one on us. But it's just a matter of time. Somebody told me lies have short legs. And truth, obviously, have long legs. So we start, you see lies, it's walking very fast. This is why short people walk very fast. No, when you are walking with short people, that's if you are tall, you realize that they walk double time. Do you, do you get it? Now, you feel that you are slow, but you realize that you are always at the same spot or, or sometimes ahead of them. Yeah, because you have long legs, so when you move one. Now, I learned these things from my children. Many years ago, I was at the mall or something with them, and they would were, they, they were be moving very fast. Then I think one of them told me, Daddy, your legs are longer than ours. That's why we have to <laughs> move quick to catch up. So I realized so from that, I just walk slowly <laughs> so that short legs can catch up. That is how lies are. So when you, there's something you t- learn to be honest, learn to speak the truth, you grow by speaking the truth. So when people lie, they, they seem to have taken the lead. It's like a race that you've taken a false start and you are ahead. But because truth has long legs, it will catch up with you. It will catch up with you. It will catch up with you. I've met so many Christians who lie without provocation. And they wonder why they don't grow. They lie to us. They lie even to themselves. Look, when you start lying to yourself, it has become a medical case. Because you know the truth. On the Richter, on the scale of madness, one of the levels is delusions, auditory delusions and visual delusions. A delusion is believing something in spite of contrary evidence. So you know that this is white, but you believe that it's black. It means like you have lied to yourself so much that yourself believes in spite that yourself can see that it's white. So you say, oh, no, it's white because they shine a certain light on it. But if they turn off the light, it's black. All these people, is the light is deceiving them. Yeah. And people lie. And it will catch up with you. You will see one day, no, we found out the truth. I've met so many Christians. You ask them one thing, then they lie. You ask them one thing. I told a story in the first half. Maybe I should tell you since you are here. I mean, I met... Uh, Two people were in a relationship, beloved those. Now, I noticed some signs, so I asked them, are you, are you sexing? Are you? Are you? They swore to me. By heaven and earth. Look, they swore by anything known unto man, living or dead. Any book written by man or by a deity that they are, they have, they are, they are never, they have never, ever in their life. Yeah, they are not even, it has not even crossed their minds. Yeah. Yeah. So, I said, okay, no problem. Now, a few months later, I noticed that the lady in this equation started to gain in the bosom, the central region. 
she started to gain in the central part of body and the she started to gain a protrusion as in the center of her, the i.e. her stomach started to come out and it, it, it kept coming out it kept kind of up to a point where it now was out because the evil that men do lives after them but the evil that women do is shown after nine months yeah women's evil is shown nine months we'll see, we'll see. and then it protruded it was long Beyond denial. Long like that. So I said, ah, I thought. I thought. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. It never came. You say it never crossed your mind. Meanwhile, it was dead. But what happened? The long legs of caught up with it caught up with it. Learn to speak the truth. Learn to speak the truth. No matter what it is. I, one of the lessons I've What every Christian would tell us lies, they never grow. Lies represent the presence of the devil. Any Christian who's, who tells lies is full of demons. Oh, yeah. He may, she may be singing in the choir, he may be playing the keyboard, it's full of demons. And it's full of the highest kind of demons, Satan himself, the father of lies. Yeah. So you cannot grow. Your Christian life will always be a start, go, start, go, start, go, start, go. Learn to be honest. Learn to be honest with yourself. If you don't learn to be honest. You see, we all as Christians have one problem or another. Some have a problem. It's a liquid problem, which is with drinking. Some have a problem. It's a a, a sexual problem that has with the senses. Within which is sexual problems. Or anger problems. Different types of problems. Some have physical problems. It's being honest about it. I mean, if you're a thief, tell us that I'm a thief. Tell us that, Pastor. I don't want to spoil the church. You know me, dear. Mm. As for stealing, it comes to me easy. So we will make you an ask. So that carry the basket and you are tempted to run away. Have you seen that video of the guy who bought some shoes? Then he'll run, then he'll come back. Then he'll run again, then he'll come back. Then the third one, boom, he's gone. So we know, So as soon as you come around, we take our mobile phones, we take our tablets, we take our children, we take our wives, and then we put them under lock, dog, and kid, just in case. You pounce on one of them. 
So suddenly you look very good because there's nothing to steal. You get nothing. So you look very good. We'll all be happy. And then we all go on. But if you are not honest about it, when you appear and you are around for some time, by the time we realize, when you depart into Thessalonica, we realize that certain things in the church, the keyboard of the church has departed with you into Thessalonica and to Philippi. Yeah. I knew a girl, she used to come to church. When she comes, she goes, we have to make sure everything is where it is. You see, this microphone, it works. It's a microphone and a receiver. I mean, one day she took the microphone home. The microphone doesn't work by itself. It needs a receiver. She's, she's taking it home. <laughs> ah, we can't find the microphone. It is in her house. <laughs> she has a strong magnetic pull. It pulls everything to her. Yeah. She's like the Bimda Triangle. Once anything passes, there is sinks in. Amen. Say another amen. amen. So basically, I'm saying, as a Christian, we all have problems. Be honest about yours. Maybe yours is lying. When we know that you, you, you tell us the pastor has for me, hmm, they are they, they lying. So, especially in the evening. During the morning, it's okay. That's why I pass exams in school. But in the evenings, hmm, hmm, I so anything you tell us in the evening, we cross-check. We <laughs> We are protecting you. We are protecting your gift. We cross check. Where you, where you, it's going to rain tonight. We go and look outside. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, to be sure. Be honest. Look at the scripture in First John. It says, "This then is the message." First John, one five. It says, "This then is the message which this then is the message which I've heard of him." And declare unto you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not the truth. But if we walk with him, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Christ cleanses us of all things. So here the Bible says that when it comes to God, there is no darkness at all. At all. There's, like, like, there's nothing that cannot be seen. Everything is open and bare before him who we have to do. Do you see? Now, if we say we really are working with God, we are really Christians, and we have something to hide, something that cannot be seen, we don't obey the truth. But if we bring it out, and now we see the blood of Jesus comes to wash away all our sins. When you come into the light, then we all know. We all know. Then we can help you. It's like going to the doctor and you don't want the doctor to know the truth about your situation. You say, oh, doctor, it's my leg. Meanwhile, it's your head. We'll give you something for a leg, but your head will still be aching. And it's not every painkiller that works for them. So, but if I tell my leg is the one pain in me, then he give me a painkiller. It's going to pass through my leg and go after. I'm going to put it through my mouth and it's going to be good. You don't be, don't, you'll be surprised. There are some painkillers. If you have a headache, it can't cure it. If you have a headache with a temperature, not every pain. You can't take mabulan. Do you get it? Mabulani. The English name for mabulani is mabulan. You can't take mabulan for a headache with a temperature because there's a fever attached to it. It will only heal you of the pain 
that you feel, but the fever will still, you will still be feeling cold inside. There's even a certain painkiller pain called diclofenac. Very strong painkiller. It's for your bones and your joints. So I'm a tambo people. That's their medicine. So you say, oh, my hair is paining me. Meanwhile, maybe yours is a muscle pain. You have swallowed all the diet. It's a high shadow uh, medication, but you see it's not working for you because there's no pain where it goes. So the pain will be there. So learn to speak the truth. Christians, learn to speak the truth. In my experience, I have met so many Christian liars. So many of them. I said, if I'm to break, make a set of four types of people, liars and pretenders, they are the highest kind that you find in the church. Highest number. No, highest number. Not, Not the highest type of liars, but the highest proportion. Liars and pretenders. Even as a part, besides some questions, I won't ask again. Yeah, with experience, as you grow, you become experienced. Because people are already doing the wrong thing. If you ask them, they will lie. And lie is also a sin. One of the groups of people who will not go to heaven is liars. Although you are in the church. So I don't want to add you to that. So you are maybe, another group is fornicated. So you are in fornication. Then I add, then now lying has come into it. It's becoming too many. So I won't even ask, I'll just stay there. So I save you from telling a lie. Principle number three. After you are born again, you become established by putting away wickedness from your life. Proverbs 12, 3 says, a man shall be established. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of righteousness shall not be moved. Wickedness. Put away wickedness. Hello? Put away wickedness. Bible says, wicked people, it shall not be established. Principle number four. After you are born again, you become established by listening to those who have been Christians before you. Those who have been Christians before you. By listening to people who have been Christians before you. Romans, I think, 1.11 or 11.1. Paul said to the church, he says, I long to see you that I may impart certain spiritual gifts. I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. He says, I want to see you. Paul is a senior Christian. Somebody had been a Christian for years. He was telling the church in Rome that I want to come and see you. I long to come and see you. I desire to come and see you. Why do I desire to come and see you? So that I can impart some things upon you, some spiritual gifts upon you. And as I impart these spiritual gifts upon you, what they will do is that they will make you established. As you are here and I'm imparting this word onto you, it's bringing establishment into your life. Because I've been a Christian perhaps longer than you have been. I don't assume that I've been a Christian longer than all of you. Because some of you were in the Bible. But, of course, you know, you know most Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. But, those people come before Daniel went into the lion's den. So, I don't assume that I was there before you. But I know that for some of you, I've been around before you. 
at least 27 years of being a Christian. Ah, as long as Mandela was in Robin Island. Yeah, got something to impart. Some of you don't listen to people who are ahead of you, who have been doing the same thing you are doing before you started. You listen to your parents, listen to your mother. You know, she was a mother way before you. You have just come on. Oh, but my mother, she has not achieved anything. Sometimes you are the reason why she did not achieve anything. She had to put her life on hold for your life. Yeah. She was planning to do her master's, planning to become a lawyer, planning to become a doctor, planning to do this, planning to do that. Boom. She had to start a family. Your father came in. She had to start a family. So she had to put her life on hold. She had plans. That when I finish with, with raising this child to be two years, I'll go back to school. And she never managed to go back to school. She spent her life looking after you. That's enough proof to you that she's been successful. She looked after a child like you. A child who can say that she's unsuccessful. You can imagine the amount of work it takes to grace somebody like you. It means you stubborn, you were stubborn from birth. Yeah. As soon as you came out, and the doctor lifted you. He said, Nyeh! and then you just peed into the doctor's face. Yeah, as soon as he can like, who is that? Pew! Into the doctor's face. Stubbornness by birth. But your mother has managed with that. Looked after you. You, have, you did not die. You survived. That's enough proof to you. But you won't listen to her. You won't listen to her. Don't listen to her. Listen to people who have gone out. You see, sometimes, even our faith, even sometimes I advise my children based on the things I did not do right. And I don't need to do everything right. The fact that I did it and it didn't work is enough proof to me that it doesn't work. So I wouldn't want my children to repeat it. Of course, sometimes also I advise them from the things I did that worked. Yeah. But you won't listen. Who have been in the church longer than you don't do this. Oh, you are not the boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. You will not be established. You can't tell me what to do. But I know what I'm going to do. My shepherd is shepherd Joel. He's going to tell me what I can do. You can't tell me anything. No problem. No problem. Continue. <laughs> you will be the toll gate. <laughs> As we are telling you, take some cash with you. Say, oh, no, I'm going. Don't worry, my river is just here. You meet the toll gate. You see how expensive that toll gate is. Yeah. So it's so annoying. You are just going after my river. Because the pain of the toll is to drive on that one towards uh, Jobek. You know, you are just going to escort here. You are not going to drive on that road, but you have to pay it. <laughs> when you are coming back, you still have to pay it. Meanwhile, you are coming just to PMB. You are not going to there, but. So I tell you, take some cash. I don't need any cash. Wait till you get there. You don't have an e-tag. You don't have a card. Wait till you get to Moy River. So listen to those who have gone ahead of you. Proverbs 28, it says, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counsel, they are established. This is Proverbs 15, 22. Proverbs 20, 18 says, Every purpose is established by counsel, by good advice, wage war. Establishment comes by good advice. 
People give you good advice. You are now beloved dozing. I mean, you have been in the world doing unbeliever relationships, going with, with and in the world, these relationships just sleeping with each other. Sleep, it's like animals. It's, the, it's like watching Animal Planet. Yeah, it's like watching Animal Planet. And you think that you know about relationships more than those who have done it the right way and has ended them in marriage. So when you come, we are say, oh no, my guy is different. Me, I can tell a man that is cheating on you without coming to your house. Without coming to your house. Tell you because of A, B, and C, oh, you are number three. Mm. No, you are not number two, even number two, you are number three. <laughs> Somebody was like that you came from four to three. So good advice, good counsel in the church, in the faith, in your life, in your business. That I see people doing business, I can tell them this thing is not going to work. Yet they believe with all they are. And they say, I'm not a businessman. No problem. I'm not a businessman. What am I doing? I've broken my business into two branches. Just on, on short notice. Yeah, to two branches. Into first service and second service. Yeah, the people management skills. Do this, do that, do I, I, Look, I know some people who have employed people, they massacre. But if I say they'll be angry with me. And they massacre the people and even pay them. Yeah, for not working. They continue to pay them. The business will make more profit by such an individual not setting foot to the work environment. Because that individual is sitting on your profit. Sometimes the individual has a bad attitude. When the clients come, they go away. When the clients deal with them once, they say, oh, no, no, no. I can't. I won't come here again. And they go away. Bad customer service. When they talk to you once. Eh, oh, please, please, I think that I requested for seven to, but also I'm counting. It's all this. Also, oh, ah, oh, I've seen the second one. You see, you this boy, you don't learn how to count. You this foreigners, you can't count. One, two, three, five, six, seven, you can't count. You can't count simple seven, you can't count. After that, the client said, I'm sorry, never come again. If you tell the client, oh, these things happen. Very sorry. Listen, I mean, I was at my dentist. I, went, I was at a dentist this week. They tried to do my teeth. It, did, it, it, it didn't really work out how they had envisaged it. They explained, oh, these things, they happen. So we are referring to a specialist. He would, when I went to the, after the specialist had done it for me, he also said, no, sometimes these things happen. And they explained to me, after I'm, I feel like going back to my original, the original person I started with. Because I don't, it's not like I'm doing a major procedure. But if they say, oh, you look at your teeth, your teeth is as strong as Goliath. Your teeth is like a lion teeth. Where did you get this teeth from? Have you been doing joy? I, I said, hey. I won't come again. I'm done. And my wife will say, but of course you are. <laughs> so when I say I'm done, just say, but of course you are. Because that's my name. <laughs> Principle number five or six or seven. We're closing with this one and this other one. And the other. Today is the final day of the seven great principles. 49 principles. 49 different principles in eight Sundays. Even your lecturers cannot teach you all these principles into details. In, in eight weeks. Yeah. Principle number five. After you are born again, you become established 
by taking good decisions. The king by judgment established the land, but he that received gifts overthrew it. By taking good, if you want to be established as a Christian, you must take good decisions. Good decisions. The king by judgment, by good decision, establishes the land. Anything that you want to establish, you must learn to take good decisions. Amen. You must take good decisions about your job. There are certain jobs that don't work with Christianity. In Pakistan, there are no jobs. I agree. But you can't stay in that job and say, you have arrived. You have arrived. You are working in a nightclub, like a bar. Like you are the one serving where everybody's drinking around you. Meanwhile, you have a problem with drinking. I say it again. You are inside the club or the shibin or the sport or whatever you call it. You have a problem with drinking and you are serving. And that's the only job you have. Nobody can argue with you. But you should be making plans to get out of there. It can't be the dream job. It's like you have arrived. And you say, thank you, Cyril Ramaphosa. I have arrived here. Hey, very soon you backslide. See, man? Look, when I, when I was a little boy, when I, not a little boy, I was a little older, but I was, I was less than half of my current age. Very little. When I set foot in London, my pastor there told me, don't take a night job. Do not he said to me, this is London. Do not take a night job. Yeah. All the people who take night jobs don't survive as Christians. Yeah. Because you work in the night, you are tired in the day. That's when you start. Sunday morning, you have just come from work on, 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 on Saturday. You've come back at 8 a.m. You need to go to church at 10 o'clock. So I'm resting a little. It's not like you don't want to go to church. But how many of you agree that if you have worked from 8 p.m. in the evening till the next morning, you need to stretch a little before you go to church at 10. And church is at 10, so you can't leave home at 10. Do you get it? Uh-huh. You say you are stretching. By the time you realize it's 2 p.m. Then you miss one Sunday. Then you meet another Sunday. Then you just be going. And you can't come for weekdays because you work in the evening. Before long, boom. Yeah, tell me. This job doesn't work with serving God in this country. You came to meet us here. Yeah, good decisions. You must take good decisions about the relationship you are in. You are in a relationship that is going nowhere slowly. Get out of it quickly. Hello? Yeah, take a short left and get out of it. You miss a good place to put your hands together. I'm going to choose between the first service and the second service. Which one is the more, the more service? Yeah, then I'll determine where to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to people who want to be with you. Yeah. Say amen. You are in a relationship that, how do we know that it's going nowhere? It's been two years. It has not gone anywhere. It's still at Timbali. I say it's still at Bali. At least if it has come to town, we know that it has moved forward. But it's not going anywhere. He's not using you for anything. You are still at crossing. You have not come across. It's going nowhere. 
Take a decision. Hey, Pastor Bat, we have been together for seven years. Oh, seven years is enough to show you that it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. If it is a, rather be alone. Sister, be alone. Look, for a lady, you have a certain window of opportunity. <laughs> I say it again. You have a certain window of opportunity. <laughs> Which is to say it in English. Window of opportunity to sell. Once you pass your sell by date, it's a prayer topic. Yeah, and that window is usually not died. Unless by some special graces of Almighty God and by some divine decree, bring somebody in. Oh, no, 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 no. Doesn't work like that. And when you let that window pass, you say, but I've been with this guy. Pastor, we have been together since 2010 for the World Cup from high school. Oh, 11 years, he has still not made his mind about marrying you. He ain't going to marry you. He ain't, he ain't going to. There, 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 there are maybe two or three things, only the, these two or three things that can make him marry you. One is you win the lotto. You hit the jackpot. Suddenly, you are a millionaire. I hear Kosa men, they marry for financial reasons. Unless you hit the jackpot, boom, then suddenly he sees that, hey, financially it makes sense for me to tie myself legally to this person so that without a prenup, half of everything belongs to me. So it's, a, it's an employment, it's a job, not a marriage. The other things I'll tell you if you come next week. Number six. Principle number six. After you are born again, you become established by valuing your salvation. By valuing your salvation. By putting value on your salvation. Second Peter chapter 1 verse number 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious Faith with us through Christ, through the righteousness of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you and so on and so forth. So, he says, I'm writing this letter to those who have obtained like. The word like means the same. The same. And look at how he describes the faith. You remember principle number one, we said you must be established in the faith. Now, look at how Peter described the faith. He says, the same precious, valuable, special faith. If you place value on your it will lead to your establishment. If you value it. Many Christians don't value their Christian. They don't value their salvation. They don't value the fact that somebody shared his blood for the Acts 20, 28. The Bible says, it talks to pastors and says, take heed to yourself, watch over yourself and to the flock. Do you get it? Over the week, the Holy Spirit has purchased and made you overseer. He has purchased it with what? His own blood, which he had purchased, purchased the last line. It's a feed the church, which he had purchased with his own blood. Jesus spent his blood. It, cost, it didn't cost him rants. It didn't cost him dollars. It didn't cost him euros. It cost him his blood. Life for a life. He gave his life for your life. Value it. Value it. Anything you value, you keep. Anything you value, you keep. I said, anything you value, you keep, and you keep it well. 
You keep it well. Ladies value their hair. Yeah, they don't joke with you. Want to joke with a lady's hair? Something will happen to you. Until recently, that they introduced hair that you can borrow, buy, take all these ones. Look, ladies were not joking with their hair at all. Even still, yeah. So they buy hair. I promised to buy my hair, my wife hair, long time ago. I need to fulfill that promise. Although I don't know why. Because God has blessed her with hair, which is her own. Cannot be detached from her head unless through a severe surgery. Which is going to the barber. Do you get it? Yeah, but still. I promise I'll buy hair, so I have to believe God and buy the hair. I Every day they show me, just tell me where it is, I'll go and buy me I don't have money. You know, that's why when the lady with the alabaster box came to Jesus and gave Jesus the gift, do you see? And she wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair. Up to today, every time, even today I've quoted that scripture. Yeah, no, this is not the first time. Using, this is the second time using that scripture. Jesus said, because of this thing you had, they will mention your name forever. Yeah, value their hair. Some value, people value their children. If you like some, you don't like their children, your relationship is poor. This is just a secret, by the way. Yeah, if they have children, like their children. If you want to offend people, say something bad about their children. Yeah. I know one lady, she said to another person's child, your child looks like, she made some very funny comment, the baby was a baby. The child was a baby, baby, baby. Baby. Something, oh, he looks like some animal, something. But don't we all look like animals? I mean, at a point in time. But you don't say it about somebody's baby. And when people are baby, I mean, when babies are born, sometimes the head is bigger, the rest of the body is now come. It's like different things. Then the head is very big. Usually the head comes, then the body will grow up. But the child has to form. So you don't tell somebody's child that your child is not beautiful. It's a baby. The child will form and disappoint you. Yeah. No, let me be honest with you. I'm one of the most handsome people I have met. Yeah. And I've been around for almost 50 years. Now, I don't know why you are clapping. I'm coming at a point. You listen. I'm saying I'm one of the most handsome people I have met. And I know I'll be for a long time because I know how my dad looked like when he was older. But if you had seen me when I was younger, you'd say, oh, no, 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 not this one, not this one, no, not this one. Not this one. No, 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 no. I wonder how my mother lived with me all these years. <laughs> my mother deserves a gift. Has really suffered. She has suffered. But as I grew, I started to develop. I started to develop. I became me. Many of you would not have chosen. So, this one will be your blood. No. No. This one will be your father. No. No. I'm sure my father was thinking, hmm. Who is this? <laughs> I sent you to the hospital after nine months. Is this what you have brought? Yeah. But as I grew, as I grew, when I look at my children, I saw that, okay, that face I'm talking about, it wasn't that long. Yeah. But as they grew, they become nicer. 
So you go and tell somebody, your child, oh, please. The child will surprise you. Even some of the girls, as they grow, they'll become nicer. So choose this one. I say, no, it's not nice. Wait, to, wait, let her develop. Right now, there's not enough money to buy a little makeup, to straighten one or two things. That's why you don't see. But let her get a job. And let you see, she'll see, she'll start to turn her swag on. When you see her, say, you. By that time, it's too late. Somebody has chosen her already. And you'll be there singing, I wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> Principle number seven, I close on this one. After you are born again, you will become established in Christ by understanding the principles of the word of God. By understanding the principles of the word of God. Proverbs 3.19, the Bible says, The Lord by wisdom established. The Lord by wisdom had founded the earth and by understanding has established the heavens. How did God establish the heavens? Through understanding. What is understanding? Understanding can be defined as knowing principles. A principle is a basic truth that guides your action. It is, ex- it is an explanation of the fundamental reasons why things are the way they are. When you know principles of Christ, you understand what is happening and why it is happening. In this book, we have principles of salvation, different principles, principles, things to understand, teachings, complex teachings and doctrines that you must understand. It's broken down here. The more you understand it, the more you become established. So the Bible says that when you preach and people understand it, this is the result. But he that receiveth the seed into a good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it. So when he hears the word and he understands it, this is the result. Which also bringeth forth, beareth fruit and bringeth forth some hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. When you have under, how we know that you have understood the word is when it starts to bring forth fruit in your life. When you start to bear the fruit of repentance, the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of the spirit, then we know that indeed you have understood. You now have understanding. And when you have understanding, it leads to your establishment. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24, I finished with that. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth and they that dwell in it. Verse 2. The earth and they that dwell. Through wisdom. Okay, you just go, go back to what, 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 what you had. Pro 24.3. Let's use that one. Through wisdom and houses builded by understanding. It is established. I pray for you that through the understanding you have attained through the word of God, you will become an established Christian. You will no longer be moved by winds, by forces, by things that happen, but you will become an established Christian. From today, may every instability in your life come to an end by understanding of these principles that are in this book. From today, everything that unsettles you, whether emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, may you receive stabilization. Understanding that brings stabilization into your life in the name of Jesus. May you never bounce. May you no longer bounce from side to side. May you be a permanent Christian from this day forward. From this day forward, may your life be settled. 
in your walk with God. May your life be stable in your walk with God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Start your feet. Begin to pray for yourself right now. That stability will come into your Christian life from this day forward. From this day forward. From this day forward. From this day forward. Anything that brings uncertainty, anxiety, instability, it comes to an end today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Lord, establish your people. Establish your people in the faith, Lord. Establish them in truth, Lord. Establish the church, Lord. Establish the church. Establish the church in truth. In the present truth, Lord. Bring honesty, Lord, into our midst that will lead to our establishment. Impart the grace of stability into us, Lord. Impart spiritual gifts uh, to the which we will become stable, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bring understanding. Understanding. Pray for understanding right now, wherever you are. Pray for understanding right now. Understanding right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, le makota beko sipakaya, lampolaba sepakota, limpaloba, kamelobo sipalea, tanto labedo, rimbola kayaba, kamolala, branto baleke, kemo sepalo kaiba lahiala, rampalaba, brondi brala, brande brola, establishment Lord, establishment Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands and let us pray. Makoli pakaya, lempo labasonte biliosa, kimosi pakolaba. Father, thank you, thank you for everyone present. Thank you for every hand that is lifted up, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Son of the Living God, and we pray for establishment in our lives now. In the name of Jesus, let everyone under the sound of my voice receive supernatural establishment in their lives in the name of Jesus I pray for understanding I pray for wise counsel I pray for good decisions that will lead to our establishment I pray for truth I pray for every form of truth in our lives in the name of Jesus we give you glory we give you praise Lord mighty Holy Spirit rest upon us to the which we will be stable and we'll be stable and planted we'll be permanent in what we are doing we'll be settled in what we are doing we'll be established we'll be strengthened receive strength to be a good Christian receive strength to be a good Christian receive the strength to overcome every challenge that you have in the name of Jesus my God my God my God it is yours now in the name of Jesus we give you glory we give you praise. Lift your hands and just thank God. Wave to the Lord and say thank you, Lord. Thank you for establishment. I'll no longer move to and fro from this day. Thank you for establishment, oh God. Thank you for establishment, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say your nicest, Amen. I see you becoming permanent. Say amen. I see you becoming stable. Say amen. I see you becoming established. Say amen. I see you gaining control. Say amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Oh, by this series, oh, God is bringing stability into your life. Some of you, this is the first day you are coming to church. The message is available. They will organize it for you. Listen to it. It will lead to your establishment and your stability. Put your hands together for the Lord. While you are still standing, I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I do not want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me to ask Jesus to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. I don't want to. The last place I want to go in my life is to go to hell. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you so that Jesus will come into your heart and come into your life so that when you die, you will not go to hell. If you are here like that with every eye closed and every head bowed, please respectfully. I ask you, close your eyes with me. Let's give our brothers some privacy. And say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. Close your eyes, my dear. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. Pastor, please pray with me. If you are here like that with every eye closed, lift up your right hand quietly. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand from the comfort of where you are standing. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go to hell. Lift up your right hand. For, I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go. If your hand is up, please come to me. I'll just pray with you. Come to me. My sister over there. My sister, my brother over there. Come. Stop looking around. Just come to me. Be confident. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Don't, don't. I'll pray with you. We've all done what you are doing. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Lord Jesus. Marco Labakaya. Kimo Sapakayiba Sobali Koyaba. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If you are in front, please pray this prayer with me. Look at me, please. And pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life from today. Thank you, Jesus, for that to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, soak them in your blood. Cleanse them with it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Seal them with your spirit as children of yours from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, lady, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful. Hold on a second. You see that lady over there? She has a gift she wants to give to you, and then you come back to your seat, okay? So please just go with her quickly. She'll give you the gift. Clap for them. Appreciate them. Encourage them. Encourage them. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Are you not blessed you came to church? If you are blessed, why don't you give Jesus a powerful hand clap, a shout of praise? Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.